Hey you, hey you, welcome to the Free Your Voice podcast. I am your host, Amber Andrews, and today we are back with a long overdue episode. You guys, it's been three weeks since I've recorded a podcast, but we're going to get into that in a minute. Um, I want to take this time just to remind you guys that our podcasts are typically bi-weekly. I upload every other Wednesday, Um, so make sure you tune in each and every week. Um, just to check out what we're talking about. We talk about some really good topics on here. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram if you want to keep up. Um, I'll leave my Instagram name in the show notes so you guys can follow me. Um, and also, don't forget, we do have our podcast available on multiple streaming platforms. Um, just about anywhere that you can listen to a podcast. The podcast is available and it's also available on YouTube for your watching pleasures. So, before we get into why your girl has been gone for three weeks, I'm going to say a quick prayer. Um, yeah, I'm going to say a prayer. I'm not anxious. I'm not nervous. I just feel like my mind is all over the place because I have so much things to tell you guys about. Um, so I'm going to say a prayer before we get started. Um, if everybody could bow their heads, close their eyes. Father God, we come to you in this moment. Um, we just ask that you be with me as I speak into this mic, Father God. Um, I know that it's me speaking in the physical, but I know it's the Holy Spirit speaking through me, Father. Allow me to only say what you need me to say, Father God. I know there's people listening who need this word, who need this podcast. Um, I know I'm not the only one currently going through uh, this season of life where it's like you're questioning things, things seem to be all over the place, you don't know what direction to go, Father God, you feel a little bit lost. I know there are other people that feel like that, and it's not just me. So I pray that through this podcast, I can provide encouragement to others. I pray that you continue to use me as a vessel of your word. And I just pray this podcast reaches whoever it is that's in need, Father God. I love you, I thank you, and I pray for my brothers and my sisters that's out there listening. Amen. Alright guys, so where have I been is probably what you're wondering. Um, I'm not even going to lie to you guys, I have been gone for three weeks, uh, mostly just because I felt a disconnect from God. Um, And I know that sounds crazy coming from me, you're probably like, as a believer, like, how do you feel disconnected from God? Um, But it's actually quite normal, as within your relationship with God, there will be seasons of your life where you... Don't feel as close as you once did with God. I know for me personally, this has happened um, a couple of different times. This is not the first time. And typically what I do, I will put myself um, in a season of kind of like isolation, in a season of a fast. I will just block out everything so I can strictly uh, direct my mind onto God. But how do we get here? Let's start. Let me rewind. How did I get to this point where I felt my disconnect? Um, I noticed it. I noticed it first start when I came back from my vacations. So for those that don't know, quick rewind. I went on vacation in May, uh, came back, ended up with COVID, uh, healed from COVID, kind of, sort of, sort of, kind of, still not healed. Anyways, um, healed from COVID, went on another vacation um, that was in June. And no, 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 I'm sorry. That was the last week of May. Um And those three weeks, so the one week that I was on one vacation, the other week of having COVID, and then another week of being on a different vacation, those three weeks, I really fell off my routine um, and just my daily pattern of spending my time with God. Um, I was so caught up in this moment and lifestyle of go, 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 um, getting up, participating in activities, you know, whatever it is that, you know, you typically do on vacation. I was spending time with my friends. I was just doing everything but 
what it is I would typically do on a normal daily basis to, you know, get in my time with God. Um, I wasn't spending too much time in my word. I definitely was not reading uh, my daily bread in the morning, which is what I typically do every single morning. Um, I was not starting my day or ending my day with prayer. Um, and like none of these things were intentional. It's just how my day how my days went while I was on vacation. And even with having COVID, um, just being basically <laughs> thrown off my course because all I could really do was stay in the bed and um, isolate from others. I just felt like I kind of put God on hold. It's not that I stopped worshiping him or stopped believing him, but I just wasn't doing what I needed to do as a believer to keep my cup full, um, to keep my heart focused and centered in the right direction, um, and just to stay focused on his word. I wasn't doing those things. Um, so it put me at a, at a distance with God. I felt distance in between our relationship. And it's crazy because it's like me and God, like I personally, I can't speak for nobody else, but me as a believer and in my relationship with God, I personally cannot make it through a day, um, even an hour without God. Like that is just how close I am to him. So to feel this distance between us, I had to really dig deep and figure out what it was. Um, and it took some deep reflection. It took some processing. I even had to talk to my therapist about it just to figure out the root of the problem. Um, and it, that's when it came to me that within those three weeks of you know, two weeks of vacation, another week of being um, basically down and out because of COVID, I wasn't doing my everyday routine. I got out of routine. I got out of habit. Um, and, you know, it's it's an excuse. It That's what it sounds like. But at the same time, that's just what life was for me those three weeks. Um, so I have been, to get myself back in a relationship with God, I've been taking a lot of steps uh, the past 10, 11 days, uh, so to speak. I put myself on the fast. If you're a returning listener, I did have a, I do have an episode that talks about fasting. Um, and I explained the many reasons of why people fast, but then also I explained why I personally fast. Um, and in the episode I mentioned, like when I feel distance between me and God, my first step is to put myself on the fast. Um, and typically I would fast from things like social media, um, TV, like any extra leisure activities that could be taken up my time that I would normally spend with God. Um, but this time I did things a bit different. I fasted from social media, so no Instagram, um, which is typical, which is the only social media I really use, honestly. Um, no Instagram. I deleted the app off my phone. Um, and then I also decided to do things differently, and I participated in a Daniel's fast. Um, I did this with my friend, my girl, Courtney, if you're listening, but I, me and her did this together. We decided to do it together. We both were kind of in a similar place where, you know, we kind of felt like we were hitting a bump in the road. Um, we just felt like we were off track with God. So we decided to do the Daniel's fast. And this is my first time ever doing the Daniel's fast. Um, I've always strayed away from it because I just felt like it would be too hard to do. Um, and I wasn't willing to accept that challenge, but with a little bit of encouragement and motivation from my girl, Courtney, we decided to do it together. Um, and those that don't know a Daniel's fast, you basically are restricting yourself and sacrificing, um, food. You're pretty much can't eat <laughs> anything like no meat, no dairy, uh, no carbs, of course, no processed foods, like literally it's strictly vegetables, uh, fresh fruits, water, like you can't have coffee. There's so many things that 
are on the list of can't haves is mostly just you if actually if you go to the book of Daniel I had to do this um research myself because I wanted to understand why I was doing the fast and where it came from but I went to the book of Daniel and I came across the passage I can't remember the exact verses if I find it I'll be sure to put it down the bottom um, in the notes but I came across the passage where it said that Daniel basically gave up wine all types of good foods for 10 days um and he did this in efforts of sacrificing to god he wanted to show god or he wanted to prove that god all i need is you to you know to sustain to push forward i don't need um these foods to keep me going i don't need like for me i don't need coffee to have energy i don't need um you know, these meats and things to fuel my body, God, like you feel me, um, you feel me and you fill me up. And with you, I can sustain and get through anything. At least that's how I interpret it. So once I read that, I was like, okay, like, I, I get it. Like, I understand now I get why I'm doing this. It's not just to, you know, get back close to God. It's also just to show him like, you are all I need in this life, God, I don't need food. I don't need drinks I don't need all these things all I need is you um so that was my purpose and my intention of doing the fast is to just not only grow back closer to him but also to make a sacrifice to him and that's typically what a fast is any type of fast you are sacrificing and giving up something that you really enjoy something um that you know you feel like means a lot to you and has value to you you give it up and you sacrifice that to God so that was one step I took to get myself back on track. Um, and during that, it's been, we started out with just doing three days. And then once I read the book of Daniel and I saw that Daniel had did it for 10 days, um, in that moment, I felt God speak to me. So I decided to, you know, take on uh, the challenge because it was not easy. Um, I decided to take on the challenge of completing 10 days today is actually the 10th day is Wednesday June 22nd today is my 10th day um, of the fast and you know it's been a lot of things that I realized not just about my eating habits but also just about my relationship with God during these 10 days um, things that I once thought that I could not go without like I mentioned coffee uh, coffee <laughs> me and iced coffee, like, that's my thing, like, I feel, I used to once believe that I had to have at least 10 ounces of coffee every day to get through my day, um, and in these 10 days, I have not had one single cup of coffee, like, at all, I had tea, I will admit that, I did have tea, um, on one specific day, but I have not had pure caffeine that comes from coffee, um, and it even sounds crazy to say now, because I would tell myself, like, oh, I have to have it, if I don't have my coffee, I'm gonna get a caffeine headache from caffeine withdrawal, blah, 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 I need it, I can't, you know, I need the energy, and it's like, God pretty much showed me, as he showed me a lot of things, God pretty much showed me throughout this fast, that, Anything is capable, anything is possible when you're relying completely on him, when you're putting your trust, um, your faith, your belief, all of that, you're putting it solely in God and you're replacing that, um, those other things that you once leaned on with him. Um, and it's, I'm still just like, girl, you went 10 days without coffee. Like what? Like usually I have to have two or three cups in a day. Like me, I'm trying to tell you my relationship with coffee is, listen, it's, it's deep. But anyways, that's just an example of one of the things I realized about myself and my own eating habits within this 10 day fast. Um, another thing, I don't want to spend too much time on this fast because that is not what we're talking about today. It's just a piece of um, what's been going on for me in my daily life lately. But another thing I realized about this fast is 
even without the coffee, I feel more energized than I once did. And I truly believe that's from the replacement of not eating meat. Um, instead of eating meat, I've been eating tofu um, and also just like veggie burgers, things like that. A lot more vegetables, a lot more fresh fruits, um, a lot of oats, like raw oats, like oatmeal. Um, just a lot of things that I typically did not incorporate a lot of in my diet. But it's like I feel more energized. I don't feel so sluggish and like so I used to just feel so sluggish and tired, just slow motion. I felt like I was just moving in slow motion because it's like I couldn't keep up. But I feel a lot more energized. Even right now, it is 2.24 in the morning, you guys. I went to work earlier today. I got off around 8 o'clock came home, <laughs> watched some TV, did a little leisure, and then, you know, I took a nap. I did take a nap, but I'm not even tired right now. Like, I feel good. I feel energized, and I truly think that's coming from the replacement of just processed foods and meats and a lot of carbs. Re removing those things from my diet, I feel like, have just been the best thing I could have ever done, not just because it was part of the fast and I grew closer to God, but, you know, just for health-wise. So if you've never done a Daniel's fast, I strongly encourage you, um, but, you know, do it for your own reasons. Don't just do it because I'm mentioning it. Do it if you feel led to do it and if that's something you think um, would help grow your your relationship with God stronger. Um, so, yes, that is where I've been the last few weeks. Your girl has been in a slump. Your girl has been in a funk, whatever you want to call it. I have been off my game, um, but I am proud to say on this 10th day of my fast, I am a lot more closer to God. I heard God a lot more strongly these last 10 days and there's just a lot of things that God has been telling me but today um what we're talking about is um the risk of faith um during this fast I realized that my faith has been my faith in God has been um at an all-time high um and what comes with that is what I'm realizing what comes with that increase in faith is taking risk um and it sounds crazy because it's like if God wants me to have strong faith, faith, why do I have to take a risk? Risk is dangerous. Risk doesn't sound good. Risk, <laughs> it sounds like something you should not be doing. However, um, I'm realizing that not all risks are bad. Um, some risk we just some risk in life we just have to partake in um, in order to push ourselves forward, in order to get to a better place in life, in order to increase your faith in God. Um, and that was just one thing I realized during the last several months, and especially the last three weeks, um, I'm sorry, during the last several months and then during those three weeks that I wasn't really um, strong in my walk with God and then within this 10-day fast, I realized that. Um, so for me personally, I'm not going to get too much into detail, but some of the risks I have been taking are more so um, like financial risk um, and then also just risk with trusting God with my plan or trusting God with the plan for my life. Um, also, if you see me looking down, you watching on YouTube, you see me looking down, I'm looking at my iPad. I took so many notes, you guys. Um, but yes, I've had to trust God in the last several weeks with risk as far as financial um, situations. And then also, like I said, with just trusting that he has a plan for my life. Um, as far as the financial situations go, I have been in a place where it's like, I know I can't do it on my own. I know that God just has to make a way. He has to just come up with a way uh, for some finances to come through, some extra money somehow to come through, um, something, because I, I can't do it alone. I can't 
find a way to make this work. I can't find a way um, to come up with the money that I need on my own to get through these things. Um, I'm trying not to give too much detail, so that's why I'm wording it that way. But there's been there's been so many times within the last month where I saw no way out of a certain financial crisis or a certain financial situation. I saw no way out of it. And all I could do was put my faith and my trust in God. Like, God, I know you know what's going on right now. I know that you see the full picture, even though I don't. And I know that you have a plan for me to come out on top of this. Like, God, please just step in, um, take over my finances, do what needs to be done, Father God. Just make a way you know, for me to get through this. And I had to literally just rely on faith. There was nothing else I could rely on in that time. I couldn't rely on my paycheck. I couldn't rely on an extra source of income. I couldn't rely on, you know, borrowing the money from somebody else. I couldn't rely on any of those things on the outside. All I could rely on is the faith and the trust that I have in my heavenly father. Um, and you know, of course he made a way and it's, it's, it was something that I didn't see possible at first. Like within the moment that all this was happening, I did not see it possible. But I knew that I had to have faith. Even if it wasn't this large amount of faith, and it, like they say, faith as small as a mustard seed, I had about this much faith during this entire time. And that's all it took. It You don't have to... In moments of hard times and in moments when you feel like you are in the middle of a crisis... You don't have to have an abundant amount of faith for God to move and for God to work for you. You have, as long as you have a little bit, that's all you have to run on for that moment. And God will sit, God will see that. He's going to acknowledge it. He's going to uh, be appreciative of that. He's going to notice it. He's going to help you in that moment. So for me, taking that risk was because I had no other choice. I had to just listen to God, trust him, acknowledge what he was telling me in the moment, have the faith that things were going to work out and just do exactly what it is he had asked me to do step by step. And although, like I said, in the moment, it made no sense. In the moment, it just seemed risky. In the moment, I couldn't see a way out of it. God worked all things out on, you know, on my behalf. He gave me favor. And it's just, it's like, I'm realizing in life, you can't always play it safe. Although safe seems to be the best way out of a certain uh, situation, it's like as a believer in God, he wants us to make those sacrifices. He wants us to take those risks and efforts of building our trust and our belief in him. It's without the risky experience, and I know personally for me, without the risky experiences and choices I've made in life, um, my faith would have never been developed. My faith would have never been strengthened, strengthened. <laughs> I can't pronounce that word, you guys, but it would have never been molded to the point that it is at right now. I would have still had this, either this lack of faith or this, um, little faith, but my faith has grown so much because with the increase in faith, God has favored me so much. It's like when he increases your favor, he also increases your responsibility, but he also increases your faith. Um, and I know that sounds confusing, but just think about it this way. A lot of us are praying for 
uh, help in a situation. A lot of us could be praying for a, a situation to turn into something new. So a lot of us could be stuck at a job that we've been at. I know for me, a lot of us could be stuck at a job that we've been at for several years. We feel like we want to move on. So we pray to God, like, God, please bless me with a new job. I just need a new job. God, I need more money. I need a stronger income. Please just bless me with this new job. And it's like in the moment when we pray for those things, one thing that we don't realize is, yes, we're asking God for a new job and more money. But with that comes more responsibility. You cannot get paid more money without doing more work. So God is going to be looking at the situation like, okay, I may bless you with this, but you have to be willing and ready to take on that responsibility. Any favor that God places on your life is always going to come with more responsibility. And that's something I'm learning too. It's like in the last even a couple of weeks, God has put so much favor upon my life. He's granted me so many different things. But with that comes responsibility. And that's something I didn't even realize until it was happening. Like, dang, okay, I asked for this. This is what I prayed for. I've been praying for it. It's here now. But I didn't realize it comes with this responsibility. So <laughs> it's a lot that goes on to that. But like I said, I cannot go too much in detail you guys but just apply that to your own life think of something that you truly been asking God for you truly been praying so hard about um and it doesn't have to be a new job it could be your living situation it could be uh, like I said income it could be a car it could be anything whatever it is you guys it doesn't even have to be anything like material like that it could just be a better state of mind you want mental stability or you know you want to get through this mental health crisis you're going through whatever it is Think about what it is that you've been praying for for yourself um, and just try to see what it is God is telling you as far as what you're going to have to do, the steps you're going to have to take um, to receive that favor upon your life. Um, also, I wanted to mention that each and every day we go through, um, God will always invite you in to increase your faith in him. You know, God did not, as believers, God did not create us in this world to get through life on our own. God did not create us in this world to just be these people that keep grinding and keep pushing on our own. God wants us to come to him. He wants us to rely on him. You know, a lot of us have this independent mentality or hustler's mentality or I got things on my own, I don't need anybody else mentality. But what we have to realize as believers, we aren't alone ever in this life. As long as we trust and believe in God and we commit and sacrifice to him, we're always going to have him by our side. You know, God is everywhere at the same time. Like he's helping me right now, but he's also helping 10 other people. So always keep that in mind that when you have faith in God, you're never going to be alone in life. Um, he's always going to come through. He's always going to make a way. He's always going to help you take that next step. He's also, he's always going to help you overcome whatever hurdle it is you're facing in life right now. Um, and then I also want to share, I don't know if you guys ever read Matthew 14 verse 22 through 23 but this is a verse that I have heard several times but it wasn't until uh this current situation when I was taking my notes for my podcast that I actually put it into perspective as far as my life goes so just like I said how taking um I'm sorry just how like how I said in order to have faith it requires risk taking so Keep that in mind as I read to you this verse. Um, so this is the, for a little bit of background, this is the verse where Jesus basically walked on water and the disciples were kind of looking at him crazy like, is that you, God? Like, how are you walking on water? Like, you must be a ghost. You know, they were scared. They were frightful. They had fear. They had confusion. They didn't know what was going on. And they also didn't believe that 
God was walking on water, you know. So let me read this to you really fast. Um, it says, shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, is that you? Peter replied. Tell me to come on the water. Come, Jesus said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and began to, he was beginning to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt me? You guys. <laughs> uh, for me, apply that to your life, guys. Like, literally, Peter did not have faith. That God was speaking to him, that God was going to save him in the middle of him sinking in this lake. Peter doubted God. Peter did not believe that, you know, God was going to do what he said he was going to do. God gave him an order to come and Peter was hesitant. He did not want to fully submit. He did not want to fully obey because of fear. He did not have that faith. He had a lack of faith. Um, and therefore, it was just like he wasn't willing to take that risk. And that's exactly what I mean. As believers, God will ask us to take some risky steps. He will ask us to do some things that we may not see how the ending is going to work out in our favor. We may not see how God is going to make all of these things come together for us um but it's like regardless of the circumstances around you regardless of what you don't see or what you do see or regardless of how much sense um a situation doesn't make in the moment you just have to have that faith your part is to have faith your part is to obey everything else god will take care of um and that's something like i said it took me time to realize that you guys it took me a lot of time i didn't just start believing in god and start you know sacrificing and obeying and giving up all these things no it came with time the more time that goes on the stronger my relationship gets with god the stronger my faith builds um and it's not easy it's definitely not easy but it's worth it it's worth it's worth the fight it's worth the risk it's worth all the things that come with it you guys and i just want to encourage you today to you know take that step of faith take that leap of faith risk it all, risk it all, you know, anything you lose in this lifetime, God will replace tenfold, um, he does more than we can ever imagine, he does more than we can, even what we pray for, God always surpasses, um, what we ask and what we pray for, so I just wanted to encourage you guys in that today, that is really all I had to say, you guys, even though it was a lot, I just recorded for almost 30 minutes, I think this is the long, longest podcast episode I ever made, but it was a lot of pieces in there, and, um, I'm going to try to break it down and put in the show notes the most important parts. Um, but, yeah, that is my encouragement to you all this week, um, this month, even though it's almost over. Even the upcoming month is to just have faith, uh, take the risk of faith. I love you guys. I hope that you enjoyed this episode, all 26, 27 minutes of it. And I will definitely catch you guys in the next one. Peace. <laughs>